You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another Scrum Again by the Attacking Scrum podcast. As you may have heard last week, what we're going to be doing this summer is having a trawl through the archives and uh, bringing you some of the best bits of the Attacking Scrum from over the years. Uh, Now, it's been a bit of a... Oh, it's been a difficult season and uh, a lot of doom and gloom around and uh, well, around around rugby that is anyway. Obviously, the football is bringing us a lot more joy. Um... But seeing as we've uh, not been able to talk about that too much, uh, we thought we'd go back to some happier times. And uh, this is a podcast that I did with Dan. Uh, you may remember Dan Killick as the the one-time co-host of this uh, of this podcast, who we we struggled to pin down. Um, and yeah, we did this one uh, just at the end of 2019. So uh, yeah, it was a look back on the uh, the 2010s, and we picked our our favourite Wales team from that decade uh, so a bit of a dream team from from all the players who contributed during that time so uh, yeah this is one of my favourite ones uh, it's actually the last time me and Dan did a face-to-face podcast would you believe so hopefully we're going to rectify that over the summer uh, when we, we come back to, to bring you the Wales specials but I hope you enjoy this one as I say I look back at some happier times and some of, uh, some of our favourite players there'll be more of these to come uh, apologies this one is a bit late um, but uh, yeah, had uh, had a, another little girl um, last week, so that that took care of uh, that took care of any spare time that I may have had. But as I say, lots coming up over the summer. So yeah, make sure you stay tuned to the attacking scrum. Uh, and if you want to do us a massive favour, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and or wherever you get your podcasts. That'd be massively helpful and help other people find it uh, ahead of next season. Thanks for listening. So Dan, end of a decade, you know, you think of all the things that have happened during that time, Brexit, Trump, Boris Johnson, the attacking scrum did, wasn't a thing, you know, you go back to 
this time 10 years ago. A lot more time then. Yeah, <laughs> and we do have a lot more time then. And obviously we don't have kids. No. Warren Gatland was a constant throughout that entire time though. That's that's nuts to think of it, isn't it? That's not, that's not what we've uh, been used to growing up with Welsh rugby. You know, we've been used to sacking coaches just before World Cups and chopping and changing. Yeah, you, you look back at the previous decade where we yeah. had Ruddock, Scott Johnson, Gareth Jenkins. We love the change. We love the change. Are we going to go back to that? Henry Hansen. Look, look at that. Like the, the 10 years before, you had Henry Hansen, Ruddock, Johnson, Jenkins, then Gatland at the tail end of it. And then this decade, you just had Gatland. Gatland. Do we need tissues? <laughs> This is teary. It is a little bit, isn't it? But during that time, Dan, this is our opportunity to have a look back and celebrate not only Gatland, but also those the best 15 players who played for Wales during that, that time. So this is our Wales team, the attacking scrum, Wales team of the decade for, so what was it be? 20, yeah, 1st of January 2010 through to, yeah, through to the, the 31st of December 2019. All the stuff that's happened during that time on the pitch. Tell me if we had Grand Slam in 2012. We've had two Rugby World Cup semi-finals. Grand Slam in 20... What year is it now? 2019. And, of course, that amazing win over England to knock them out of their own World Cup. 2015. 2015. Beating the the old enemy 30 points to three. Oh, that was... Uh, at the Millennium Slam Busters. I was singing on the, the pitch title. that day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Told that a few times. Oh, yeah, push up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Amazing we were actually yeah. were. So all of these things that have happened during that time, do you have, before we get underway with this side, do you have one of those memories that is your absolute favourite? I know full well you're going to say singing on the pitch because it's the only one you remember. Now. Yeah. <laughs> that is... It was special, though, mm. because... The English anthem was so loud because if you remember how many English fans they brought yeah. over, and I off the first note I was thinking my, it was deafening, and we were told we had to sing. You know, we, you know, you had you had to sing both yeah. anthems, but obviously didn't give Ooh. it didn't didn't give it as much. Mind that. I honestly thought I don't know how how we're going to take this up, and then the our, our anthem went off, and it was it's been said as it's the best anthem yeah. that, there's, that there's ever been. So, and then the performance that was. It was special, but there was something brilliant, absolutely brilliant about the 2015 knocking England out mm. of their own World Cup. I went. Part of it is the Baxter, so I ended up going with a group of a group of bankers. Went for a bite to eat beforehand, and they were, you know, they were really sort of talking up, you know, how England were gonna mm. were gonna sort of do a job. And I just I just stayed fairly. May I do the same in that scenario? You I can't give head. it. I don't know if it's because we live in England. But I'm just like, keep your head down. Yeah. I, I don't do any of that. Yeah, you know, even when we win, I'm like, keep my head down. I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to enjoy this to myself. Like, just enjoy it quietly. I don't, yeah, I when don't. When you get in the house, just like, come on, yeah. just jumping around the place. You beauty. <laughs> but it was because I was the only Welsh person mm. there. And then, yeah, I don't, you know, that kick, Lloyd put it in. There was still so much to do, wasn't there? And then. What's their part of this? That I know I give you stick for, for being the big. The, the second biggest member of the Lloyd Williams fan club after Brynmore. But is there part of it, because he's a, a Cowbridge boy, 
and you know you've uh, you've grown you've grown up in the same place. Is there part of it that made it extra special that it was you know one of your own if you like you, you put that kick through? I think it was a nice. There was it was nice, but no, it was it was basically just the fact that you know knocking England out mm. of their own World Cup was such a big. That's huge, isn't yeah. it? And we had we were really under the pump. Do, do you know what the thing was as I well? Like after that game, as well, England could have gone out of that group, could have still got out of the group if they'd beaten Australia. But at no point after we'd beaten them did I think they were going to beat Australia. I thought that is such a crushing victory. They're melting under the pressure of their own of their own world. Yeah, you kind of knew, didn't you? As soon yeah. as the whistle went, that was it for them. And that was fine. And I think that's what made that performance so special. Was Everything was stacked against us, and all the players it who was. were off injured, the players we lost in the lead up to the tournament, and the players who went off during that game. You could see how much it meant to Gatland, can yeah. you? And he literally properly lost it. You know, he was, you know, he had he, he massive yeah, yeah. smile. He was, you know, he sort of did really it. emotional post match speech as well. Which it was. It's not kind of not what we've come to expect. Yeah, so that would, they would, you know, I would have loved to have seen what it was like behind the scenes with him. It's just massive. That leads us on to your. Greatest memory. Well, that one was brilliant, and obviously the, the the grand slams were were phenomenal too. I was in the I was in the stadium this year for the Ireland game, which was strangely that serene. Was special. Actually. It was pretty special, but again, I I didn't say it, but at halftime I was like, won this game. We've we just we've beaten them, and it's very rare that you have that as a Wales fan, and so that that was special. But I'm going to go for the 2011 World Cup. Just the whole thing. There was a sense of belief. This young squad, and you know, you know. Obviously, we've we've had Sam on the podcast, and you know what a big fan I am of him. But I just felt like he was playing out of his skin, and he he led that team brilliantly. And even though we lost to South Africa in that first game, I just thought, oh, this this team could be on for something special here, and to get to the semi-finals and come so close. That one. You know, even though this time around we didn't lose a game until the semi-final, in a way, this 2011, I, I felt way more excited about it and way more like there was a real sense of belief. I thought, oh God, you know, what if we're actually going to do this? Or maybe it was because it was the first time it had happened. Yeah. But I, I look back at 2011 and I was just so excited about the whole thing. And to really have kind of come from nowhere, we didn't pull up any trees during the Six Nations that year. And it was just like, oh God, they've they have turned up and... From the first minute of that South Africa game, I thought this is a this is a set of players who are really up for it, and that sense of belief, I, I, I you know, I look back so romantically on that on yeah, that was, tournament. It was a special time, wasn't it? It's the combinations that we had as well, some combinations that yeah, we'll, we'll which stay leads us beautifully on Dan to our team of the decade. Do you want to start with loose head prop, and then we'll work our way back into the into the back line. Yeah, go on then. Although right. I always start with the backs, but well, uh, no, you know, we'll, we'll, go, start with we'll, go, we'll go normal. And I think the the criteria for this is it's got to be on their overall input for the decade, you know. So I think it's got to be how much impact they had during that time, twenty ten okay. to to twenty nineteen. If you see what I mean, so it's not just about you know one player being the greatest in their position is about kind of what they contributed across the whole period of that time, I think. To start with Lucid Prop, which actually is, I think is a very easy, a very is, easy position because... Is there anyone, is there? It is, yeah. And, you know, he was... I remember picking this side 10 years ago, just texting my brother on New Year's Eve, and it was the same choice at Lucid Prop, and that was the melon. Absolutely. Gethin Jenkins. What a man. 
incredible. Just uh, yeah, you know, again, giving us giving us some great uh, some great memories during that decade. So good. None more so, in fact, than in 2011 and that that outrageous solo try scoring against Namibia, which uh, yeah. is just incredible. I, I love a loose <laughs> prop with back a, through. Yeah. Oh, that was brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, I think look, he's such an influential side, massive leader, captain Wales. How many caps did Geffen get in the end? Over 100, isn't it? I don't think there'd be many people arguing against that, to be honest, if anyone at all. No, I, I, I just think yeah, he's, uh, he's absolutely on, um, uh, yeah, absolutely nailed on in uh, in that position. Another position I think nailed on is uh, is tight head prop. Oh, it's got to be Adam, jo- Adam Jones, isn't it? Has to be, yep. Adam Jones. Again, can't see many people arguing against those two. No, I just think he's, um, again, in terms of the influence he had on the side, when you look at those big games, talk about that game in, in 2013 against England, what Adam Jones did to the opposition he, scrum. And you knew the first the first moment that, that Walsh gave that call yeah. our way, he's like, we're going to have a good day at the scrum. And, the and cheers were as big yeah. as the tries, yeah, 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 genuinely, yeah. weren't they? Just scrum penalty, scrum penalty, scrum penalty. Massive. And yeah, you know, a big character as well. I think that's that's another part of it. Yeah, is, around the camp. Yeah, and he put in, he he turn up in those huge games, wouldn't he? But there was just a, a real consistency with him as well. So yeah, he's on. He's yeah, in. Ma- massive performances. And again, I just think he was such a mainstay there. And um, and again, he would have been in my previous team of the decade as well for the two thousand to two thousand and nine side, just for everything he did from. You know, from his from his debut onto that point. So, I mean, how, how amazing is that? Two absolute stalwarts, at, uh, yeah, at Loosehead and Tighthead, who have been there for such a long period of time. Uh, so, yeah, well, it kind of shows, doesn't it, that the, you know, the, I suppose how well we did started there, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Hooker, is this slight? You know, obviously Ken Owens, I think, is the first name that springs to mind. Been fantastic in in recent times during that position, uh, sorry in, in that position. We've also had some some good you know some good honourable mentions for for some others within there as well. You know obviously Elliot's the understudy right now is doing a doing a fine job and wants to make that shirt his own. We had Richard Hibbard was was superb. Scott Baldwin. Uh, Scott Baldwin did a did a great job for a while. Hugh Kept Bennett. Ken out for a long time. Yeah. Hugh, Hugh Bennett. Bennett. Yeah, Hugh Bennett. That, that. Lloyd Burns a bit of a cult hero. I'm obviously not going to make the, the team of the decade, man. but. You know, was uh, was he semi pro before? Semi pro bricklayer, wasn't he? I yeah. Think, yeah, and you know, nasty so, injury. Yeah, there's been a lot of players, uh, a lot of players during that time. Is it about is it about Ken Owens for you though, or or do any of those any of those get close? It has to be Ken Owens, really, for me. Yep, yep, it's got to be. I mean, Hugh Bennett. Hugh Bennett, I thought was was what was really good mm. during the World Cup, wasn't he? And he just seemed to be everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Real menace. Everyone's faces all over the park. His fitness levels were off the charts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Scott Baldwin as well, there was, you know, he, he came in and he was a big, a big guy in the front row. Did a good job for us. Yeah. Got around the park, mobile, and kept Ken out for a long time. But then... Obviously, once Ken came yeah. in, it's been his shirt, hasn't it? And he's just, yeah, he's given everything every single time. I think if you think about defining performances during that time, you look at Ken during Rugby World Cup this year, 
massive performances. Again, you know, taking his body to the limit, never taking a backward step. You look at his performances during Six Nations, admittedly, you know, at times the line out looking a bit shaky, but generally absolutely exemplary during that time. I think the only the only other person who would kind of come closest to me would be Hibbard. I think there was a period again, twenty thirteen in particular, where he he was superb in that game against England. He was. You know, a great line, a great Lions tour as well. So I think Hibbard would be the one that, that came close, but I, I agree I'd be going for Ken as well. It's Ken. It's the consistency with him as well, isn't it? With he hasn't he's hardly been injured, has he? Mm. Just kept on going. Oh yeah, don't say things like that, mate. Undoubtedly, you can always get, rely on me for that. Yeah, always rely on you to, to give us a curse there. Right, let's have a look in the second row. Now, <laughs> the number five shirt we'll come on to in a minute. Uh, yeah, but the number four shirt. I've you know, or if you look at who, if you look at who partners Alan Wynne Jones during that time, it's quite a few players to be fair who've done a really good job of partnering Alan Wynne Jones. Right, I've got mine straight away. All right, well, so I'll have let I you actually. run them there. Have All you? right, but yeah, we'll run through. I've okay. got mine. Yeah. Um, so, Corey Hill, yep, doing a fine job of late. I really missed him during the World Cup. Obviously, Adam, Adam Beard, you know, I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. But Ian Evans, I think, did a fantastic job. During really enjoyed the, watching Ian Evans. Yeah, uh, yeah, real needle, and I, th- I think you know we saw some we saw some great rugby from him. He's dual Grand some Slam long winner, run-ins as well. Wasn't yeah, he? yeah, yeah. And he opened up and got Absolutely. through. Yeah, was that um, one, wasn't that one against Italy where he sort of burst one, through? And... Yeah, it was one against Argentina, his debut. Which, oh, was that it? Yeah, he made a massive so like eight-yard burst. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, he's. I think he, he's certainly worth a mention. But um, the one I would pick would be Luke Charteris. Yeah, Luke Charteris. We miss him. Mm. Some of the performances when you go back and yeah. watch him, you're like, <clears throat> how good was he? Mm. Just incredible. I know he's. I know he's a drag. He was a dragon's man. He started. Yeah. He looked. He looked. He looked quite odd, didn't he? When he, he was did in the dragon yeah. shirt because he was so tall, so yeah. slight, and he I've, just I've, got. He just got better and better. He literally got mm. better and better and better, and he was world class. At the end there, that World Cup, just which in, World Cup? Because I think I think he was great in both. To be honest, I think he was great in eleven. I think he was great in fifteen, but for me, particularly eleven. Because I agree, I thought, I, I, yeah. I thought, you know, I remember watching him at Dragons going, oh, you know, he's good. Um, I think both, to be honest with yeah. me. Looking at it, he, he, you know, and you just think, oh, hang on, I'm not quite sure. And then you go back and watch it again, you're like, God, he's he's doing so much. And he's in the second row. Like, round the part, you know, his, tackle, his tackling stats, weren't they? Mm. The way in which he was disruptive in the line-out, the stop in the mall. That's, just, that's the one for I, me. It was just something that he couldn't, he did everything. Yeah, and again, defining performances... Think of that game against Ireland in 2015, Six Nations, where he put in oh, what they yeah. said was the record amount of tackles. I know they changed the figure about 15 different times, but again, I was in the stadium that day, and it was I th- actually I think Warby was man of the match, but Charteris just did not stop tackling all day. And on top of the work he's doing in the lineout and defending, and driving more, well, and the and the, scr- and the scrummaging as well. Yeah. Cause the, the scrummaging, we were so solid, weren't we? And that that is going to take it. The amount of effort that's taken out of a second row from scrummaging mm-hmm. as well, then he's doing all those other parts. I just think it's such a difficult position, and he made it look he made it look easy and got better, mm. which leads us nicely onto the next man. 
Well, it does. I mean, actually, quickly before we do that, honourable mention for Brad Davis in there Brad as well, Davis, who, we haven't, yeah. Um, yeah. Who, uh, who we haven't mentioned. But again, some massive performances. Uh, it feels like Bradley Davis has been, has been another one of those players who's been around the length of time with Gethin Jenkins. But I think he actually made his debut in 2010. Was Certainly it? in nine, yeah, either 09 or, or 10. So, you know, very much this decade has been his, his one um, in the Wales shirt. So, again, a, you know, a definite shout for him. But, yeah, I mean, the, the number five shirt, this is a guy who's been around forever. In 2006, he made his debut. Hopefully he'll stay around forever. I think he's debuted in 2006, Alan Jones. And, That's so you know, it's still going, it's still going strong now. Grand Slam winner in 08, Grand Slam winner in 12, Grand Slam winner in, in 19, two Rugby World Cup semi-finals, a Rugby World Cup quarter-final, and even one out in the group stage for good measure. I mean, is there anything you can say about Adam and Jones that hasn't been said before? No, there isn't. And another another guy that's getting better as well. Is he Wales' greatest ever player? He is for me. Really? He is the best Welsh player there's ever been. You think of the length of time that he's played mm. for as well. And the consistency of in, in his performances, every single game, he's outstanding. There just isn't a game where he isn't. It's it's quite remarkable. I mean, it's a massive claim, isn't it? Because you you have to look back to the the seventies and the and the glory that that went with that. But it's very difficult for us again because we never but saw those players play. From what we've seen, though. Oh, from what we've seen, I, I think I, he definitely is. But it's very hard to um, to compare eras. You know, particularly professional and amateur, but I just think if you look at the play, the impact that a player had on a side, I think Alan Wynne Jones has that impact on the Welsh side. You know, perhaps more impact than than someone like Mervyn Davis had, or or a Gareth Edwards, or a Phil Bennett. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it's very, very, it's very, it's impossible to to say. Yeah, but it's the, impossible. The, great, the greatest Welsh player. It's in potentially my life, unfair. You know, it's, it's different, isn't it? Mm. But for us, he's got to be there. Feels like a, a suitable time to take a break before we go on and have a look at the back row. So we'll be back to talk about the back row and, of course, the backs after this very short break. I'm Sam Warburton, and you're listening to the Attacking Scrum. Welcome back to the Attacking Scrum Welsh team of the decade. Back row now, Dan. We've had some fantastic players during that time. Of course, Warburton, Tipperick. Alatown, Moriarty, Ryan Jones, Shingler, who have I missed out of there? Probably a few more. Dan Lydiot. Who is going to be the makeup of this back row? And I tell you what, I think you can't just pick the. You can't. It has to be a functioning back row for me. Do you know what I mean? You can't just pick the it's best three. You've got to have three. a balance. I think you've got to have a balance in there. Let me start you off with this, right? Tipperick and Warburton. Can they? Could they play that well together, or were they the the Lampard and Gerrard of the Welsh rugby back row? We didn't see. I don't think we saw the best of them in those positions, but I I feel they they could definitely play six and seven. Mm. And I think you you're the same on that, aren't you? Yeah, I would have liked to have seen it on a few more occasions. Actually, I we did see some good performances from them again. Twenty thirteen. The England game was, was Warburton 6, Tipperick yeah. 7. And it was kind of, that was almost before we saw that style of 6 and 7 playing together. It was, it was before so the... it would have been revolution. It was before the... The Hooper, Hooper and Pocock, Pocock yeah. yeah. So I I do feel the balance would be right with those two. Yeah, I do. 
do you get the best out of Sam Warburton though if he's doing more of the donkey work at six is it better to have him with a Lydiat style player doing the chop and then Warburton can concentrate on getting over the ball it, it did work so well didn't it the Lydiat Tipperick sorry uh, Lydiat Warburton and Falatau but I just can't, you can't I can't leave Tipperick out so for me Lydiat's going to have to be left out Right. Which is a huge call. I think this is going to be the biggest talking, po- uh, talking point of this podcast, actually. Because I think Lydia Warburton Falatau, as an iconic back row, you th- again, right? I know I'm getting all, all teary eyed about 2011. 2011, aren't you? But they were so good. They came from nowhere during that time. And fast forward to 2015, and they were still doing it. But then, you know, that's that's half a decade, isn't it, really? You've then got to look at the back half of the decade and and the style of rugby changed and people expect... You know, I think the, the way that rugby changed, you kind of expected more from a sixth than... You than did, Lydia. yeah. They, there was an expectation, wasn't there? And Well, they needed to as well. They need, the sixth needed to, needed to do more. And Lydia did, did carry more, didn't mm. he? He developed that and offloaded a little bit more. But when you then compare compare him to Tipperick and what Tipperick does, I just think Tipperick can do can do everything. Someone we haven't I, mentioned it, Dan. Josh Navidi. Now I know he's only been in the squad for maybe two years, you know, since like kind of twenty seventeen. But the rise he's had during that oh, yeah. time. You remember that game we went to against the All Blacks in twenty seventeen? We watched yeah, we watched yeah. the Autumn International there. Well, again, supposedly Steve Hansen went straight into the dressing room of Gatlin and said, where did you find that yeah, seven? who is that guy? And this is a guy who has all of the riches of, of New Zealand rugby and the number of sevens they've got. He goes in and goes, where did, you find, where did you find that guy? And every performance he's put in since, he just seems to get better and better and better. Yeah. And we have, we're not the same side without... We're not, no. We don't play as well without him, do we? So, for me, because of... He hasn't been there for for as long. That's why I'm not. Okay. I, I think he misses right. out. But yeah, I mean, let's let's try and let's try this this let's try and solve this selection dilemma. Then right, we need to number eight is Toby Falatau. Toby right, Falatau, undoubtedly, one hundred percent. Ryan Jones was incredible, wasn't mm. he? And I don't know. There's something special about Ryan Jones when he went six as well, pushed mm. up in the second row. But he's just going to miss out for me, I think. Yeah, I, I don't think it's close, actually. I mean, look, Toby, whenever he's been fit, has worn that shirt since since his debut. It's a bit romantic, though, isn't it, about Ryan Jones? Yeah, there is. And, you know, fantastic, fantastic servant. But again, I think a lot of Ryan's... I think Ryan's best rugby was 2005. Yeah. And, you know, he did a, he did a cracking job in, yeah, in 13 and, and, uh, and in the squad in 2011 and stuff. But Toby, throughout that time, has been, yeah. has been the best number eight in the world at points, yeah. you know, it's between him and Kieran totally Reed and Billy at certain points. But throughout that decade, he's been almost since he pulled on that well, jersey, one. world class for me. What well, best eight in the world during that decade? Yeah, I think I think I, 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 I do, I do yeah. actually. When you, I sort of stopped there. And thought, Hang on a minute, that's a massive call. Yeah. But yeah, because he's I playing, think, for, yeah. because he's been playing for weight for us as well. Yeah. Well, so, look, yeah. so he's nailed on at eight. Warburton is in there as either six or seven, and then I think you have to ask yourself this question, right? Do you go for the longevity that Tipperick has brought to the side, the fact that he's been in and around that squad 
the entire time and bought some brilliance? Or do you go for the fact that the highs that we had with Lydia, Warburton, Falatao outshone the highs that the Tipperick had in the seven, you know, the performances that Tipperick had in the seven shirt? Tipperick all day long for me. I'm going to go Tipperick as well. Oh, all right, I yeah. thought you were going to go No, no, Lydia. no. I love that. I thought the gloves were going to be on. No, no, no. I love Lydia. And, and actually, you know, that was an amazing back row. But again, the romantic in me would have loved to have seen Warburton and, and Tipperick play together a bit more. Because That's I something we'll have to do in the New Year as well, is a romantic. Mate, I've, actually, I've actually been thinking it Matthew Morgan's in there, I know, a 10. No, I'm not playing a 10 because I'm going to have... I'm actually picking him on the wing. <laughs> Right, let us have a look at the, the backs then. So, scrum halves that we've had during this time. Dwayne Peel. Uh, Peel didn't play this decade, did he? If he did, he was past his best, mate. Peel's best was, was 2005 and a little bit after. Big, big fan of Peel. Yeah, love, fantastic player. Wrong decade. Yeah, and yeah, if we were having this conversation 10 years ago, quite possibly. But his successor in a Wales shirt, Mike Phillips, Mike Phillips. had some big performances during this <laughs> some decade. Huge performances. Huge performances. Reese Webb had some pretty spectacular performances during this time. Yeah. And Gareth Davis, lest we forget, he really the man has. who turned up, you know, has turned up uh, in the biggest of occasions. Always delivered, really. The England game in 2015, the Australia game in 2019. He knows where the whitewash is. He goes under the radar a little bit, doesn't he? he as does well, a little he's bit, almost yeah. sort of like you know people. You know, we sort of harp on about you know Webb and missing Webb, but he really, really gives gives a lot, doesn't he? I think Reese Webb is a better player. I, actually, right here's here's the point for me. Reese Webb is the best of those number nines in terms of ability as an out and out nine. Yeah, passing, kicking, game try scoring ability, game management. Reese Webb is the best nine out of those. I agree. However. If this is about what you've achieved in a Wales jersey, and the best competitor, the best competitor turning up on the biggest of occasions, I think it's between the other two, which is desperately harsh on on Reece Webb. But we've missed, you know, we've we've missed him through injury and through and through him playing abroad for for the defining parts of his of his career. Sadly, so I think it's between the other two. And for the ultimate big game performer, I'm going Mike Phillips. Mike Phillips. It's tough, Lions it's in tough. 2013. That England game in 2013. That Lions. 2011. Uh, you know. Was that when he ended up in the scent? When he ended up? No, that was 09. Was Again, that 09? the wrong decade. But yeah, that's I want to go, I go there, don't I? That wrong decade. We can, we can have to... a look back at that at some point as well. That, that, center, that performance move when he, slipped, when yeah, he started yeah. in the centre. Yeah. Happy with Mike Phillips. Mike, yeah, I'm going Mike Phillips with a definite honourable mention for Gareth Davis. You go to war with him. Yeah, right. Now, 10 is an interesting one, Dan. Start of the decade, we had Hook and Hook and Steve Jones there. Again, I feel like we saw the best of their rugby the, the previous decade. Hook's still playing, of course. Uh, then Reese Priestland in 2011. And 2012, really and what got he did. the backs really got the backs moving. Arguably got the backs moving better than anyone anyone else has anyone in that jersey. Has. Yeah. Then you've had Dan Bigger throughout that entire time as well, not always starting, but putting in some big performances. Then you've had Gareth Anscombe kind of leading the Grand Slam charge in 2019. 
I'll go Who with are the contenders for you. For me, it's it's down to one man. I think we're going to agree on this. It's Dan Bigger. Absolutely. It really is. He is. He's delivered. He's given his all. He's always been there. And whether it be sort of just a, a massive kick, massive tackle, there's been some huge game-changing moments. Massive tackles Kicks. Luke Charteris, mate. That, yeah. <laughs> second row, yeah. if, uh, if rumours are to be believed. But, oh, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the shower, yeah. <laughs> but... All joking aside, yeah, I, I think Dan Bigger is not, again, we talk about romantic, you know, the, the romantic way that I love. Doing a few romantic bits play. over in England. He is, yeah, there's some nice, again, his highlights reel is looking. More looking romantic than people there. think, though, I think. It is, but there is, a, there is also a certain romance to someone who's able to take his game to another level. And in the biggest games, I have never seen a Welsh player, and I include Alan jones in this, I've never seen a player, a Welsh player in my lifetime rise to the occasion more than Dan Bigger. I include Mike Phillips, Alan Wynne-Jones, Sam Warburton. I think he's the most confident player that Wales has had during my lifetime. And that shows in those in those big match performances. Yeah, and how much does that rub off as well on the team as well? Just knowing mm. that he feels that way. 100%. It's huge, isn't it? Ask, here's one for you. If you bump into Lloyd Williams over Christmas, ask him about... Highly unlikely. Ask him about the uh, the 2015 kick, right? Because I've heard him interviewed on this a couple of times. And he says it would have been nothing if Dan Bigger hadn't have, hadn't have slotted his penalty straight off. That's always his response. Is that I wasn't a hero that day. Dan Bigger was a hero for slotting that kick. And it's true. You know, you can... Yeah. It's, yeah, you it's just think, the, yeah, the forgotten it's not bit, a given, but, is it? Yeah. And I think we've been, we've been kind of spoiled in Wales in the... In fact, throughout my entire lifetime, I've really been blessed with wonderful goal kickers. Jenkins. Jenkins, when I was a kid. How you know, good was Jenkins? Uh, well, again, possibly better than any of them. Yeah. And, you know, even before that, Thorburn. And then, you know, obviously yeah. not, not, not really well, in our good, lifetime. Good but, kickers. You know, then you have a bit of Steve Jones. Steve Jones. And then you've had, you know, Hook again was a fine goal kicker. Yeah, and to have bigger, yeah, Henson, yeah. To have bigger half penny. You know, really, we've been spoiled because when those big kicks have come around, with the noticeable exception of the oh, semi final okay. in twenty in twenty eleven, oh yeah, it's you know really we've we've had people to take those kicks, but again, bigger, just big match mentality always always helps you get over the line. Dan bigger centers, I think it's a bit Daniel easier. bigger. Daniel bigger. I was I was fortunate enough to coach him for just under a decade of the Ospreys. <laughs> it's Daniel bigger. Not over my now. Not over my drink there, but never mind. Centre partnership, I think, is a bit easier. And I think it comes down to one combination who's been virtually ever-present throughout that time, Roberts and Davis. In. Anyone else to mention? Oh, I mean, Parks has done a fine job in the last couple of years. Scott Williams. Scott Williams has brought some brilliant moments. Big, huge moments. One of my favourite moments, in fact, that we haven't even mentioned as a, oh. as a Wales fan in 2012. The rip. The rip. And then, Court- yeah, not just the rip, to rip Courtney Laws and then, and then sprint 40 yards the, with a kick chase kick, to score. What a kick. Yeah, perfect. I love his kicks as yeah. well, actually, I do, yeah. Scott Williams. They're really delicate. Such a massive man. Yeah. But Again, I was in the stadium that day, made myself very unpopular with a whole set of England fans sat around me. And oh, he also, he scored that try in that, that same game in, in 2015 against Ireland. 
he's put some huge performances off the, particularly off the bench, Scott Williams. So certainly an honourable mention for him, honourable mention for Hadley Parks. But really, if you look at the bulk of that decade, it's been Roberts and and John Davis. Let's start with John Davis. Just all round, all time Wales great for me. Wales great, and he has been the best in the world in his position. And there's not, okay, okay, we've mentioned Toby. Mm. We, we, there's not too many that have been in a would be in a world, a world fifteen. Yeah, and I think at points John Davis and, is. Yeah, John Davis, Toby Halloween. Mm. Roberts, I I feel a bit for Roberts, right? Because he's still playing now. Was kind of the big, almost like the poster boy of Warren Ball, and in a way suffered for that. I think. I think there's been points where Jane Roberts probably could have done a job in a in a Wales squad. Yeah, and, and he, I think he thinks the same. Yeah. I, I, I don't like the, the, the Warren Ball, you know. I, look, I think during that the time... Way na- the way it's labelled that. Yeah, and having, winning a, rugby. having a crash ball centre is no new thing. You know, you look at you look at size... You know, Scott Gibbs was a, was a yeah, crash ball centre. It's center. always been around. Yeah. It's effective. It is. You know, you've, yes, and it always will be, actually. South Africa have had yeah. crash ball centre after crash ball centre. And he did a massive. Well, they crashed through this World Cup, didn't they? And won it. Yeah, exactly. He, you know, he did. A, he did an absolutely brilliant job for Wales for a long period of time, and that's why that's why he's in this side. You know, some huge performances defensively, and um, you know, and just and in an attack, and in attack, again of the game line, bang, bang, bang. So yeah, look, those two nailed on. Back three now, Dan. Back three. Who's who's going to make the who's going to make the kind of the, the shortlist? So the shortlist, Shane Williams. Yeah, yeah. Although he only around for you know a year or so of that period, but again lit lit you it up. St- you you've got to have him there, though. Still. Okay. So in, Shane in Williams. Yeah. yeah. Liam, of course. Halfpenny. Yeah. George North. George North. Anyone else you think during that time? Would Again, honourable mention for Josh Adams, I would Josh, say. Josh, I was going to say, yeah. do we have him in there? Even though it was a very short period of time, but there was some impact there from him. Yeah. I've got my three. Anyone else you want to throw into that contention? I'm trying to think, actually. I mean, is there anyone else we've had during that time? I'm struggling, I'm struggling to think if we've, uh, if we've That's probably the main... I think, they're the, I think they're the main protagonists. Okay, I've got. All right. Half penny. Agreed. Yeah, I think he has to be. Has to be in there. Yeah, has to be in there. When half penny's been at his best, Wales have won things. So he's in there, and he's in there at fifteen. This is not easy. Liam Williams is in. On the wing. Yes, on the wing. I prefer him as a fullback, but. But he can still, yeah. He, as you said about Blent, yeah, he's fine on the wing. Yeah, well, he's incredible. He's incredible on the wing. Yeah, I would so, have Liam Williams in there. Okay, so we've got Halfpenny, Liam, and the final, the final berth on the wing. You go north. I am going north, right? And I'll tell you why, because it's very fashionable to bash George North right now, and you know I think he's got a fight for his place at the moment in the Wales side. Obviously, he's, he's been injured since the since the semi-final, so hasn't had that opportunity. We don't know when he's going to be back. But when he is fully fit, Josh Adams, half penny still going to want to play for Wales. 
Liam Williams, and you've got cropper youngsters coming through. People like Owen Lane, Reece Summit, who we've who we've mentioned a couple of times this season. You know, there's going to be competition for for position during during Ashton Hewitt. Ashton Hewitt. There's a lot of players who want to get there, and it's become a bit fashionable to bash George North, but. From his debut in 2010, where he scored a brace against South Africa, stunning World Cup in 2011, fine Grand Slam campaign winning season in 2012, instrumental in title win in 2013, and incredible performance for the Lions, including one of the all-time great individual Lions tries during 2013. So, and that's all in three-year periods, and he's had large chunks out through injury. And during that time, I the, don't think he's let anyone down, really. The amount of tries he scored, mm. his stats are very good, aren't they? It's just there's been a few ta- you know, a few missed tackles. And you're probably, you're probably right, I suppose, in that it is, at the moment, a little bit fashionable to, to give him a little bit of a knock. He's, he's young as well, isn't he? Mm. You think when, when he came on the scene as well, he was... He was 18. Yeah, he was, he was he's been around for a long, long time. Mm. So, yeah, when you put it like that, it's... He got he got it uncomfortably. Someone else we have to discuss there again. We forgot off that list, and someone again who is it was fashionable to bash, and who scored a hell of a lot of tries. Alex Cuthbert. Now, yeah, when Cuthbert had bad days, he had some really bad days, and but when he had some good days, they were days, they were really good. 2013, 2012. He was, he was instrumental, a devastating finisher, wasn't he? Mm. It was really good watching him as well, wasn't it? Mm. Some of those tries were, yeah. were lovely. He definitely needs a mention. You're right. We're glad that we did. All right, then. Well, that, that is the side. The only thing that is left to do is run through the side before we get to this final couple of points of housekeeping. Gethin Jenkins, Ken Owens, Adam Jones, Luke Charteris, Alan Wynne-Jones, Sam Warburton, Justin Tipperick, Toby Fallatown. Mike Phillips, Dan Bigger, Jamie Roberts, Jonathan Davis, George North, Liam Williams, Lee Halfpenny. Some side that. Coached by... Coached by Warren Gallon, the one thing we know. Who's goal kicking out of that for you? Halfpenny or Bigger? Halfpenny. Hmm. For old time's sake. All right, for old time's sake. I'll, I'll let you have that decision. Is there even a discussion over who captains the side? Alan Wynne Jones. You're going Warburton there. No, I, I am going Alan Wynne Jones. Look, I, I, I made, uh, you know, I, I'm sure if you go back and listen to the podcast from two or three years ago when, when Sam, um, stopped captain in Wales, and I said actually I think at points we probably missed him as captain, and I think he's a sensational captain. But as a leader and a figurehead, I think you've seen what Alan Wynne Jones does to that side. So. You know, even though he's only really been captain for a couple of seasons, and Warburton was for a, for a lot longer, I'm I'm going to go Ellen Jones. There's a good few captains in amongst that side. I tell you what, actually, you look there? at that. Getting Get captain, yeah. Ken Owens is a you know he's captain Scarlet's huge amount of times. Charteris is even Charteris captain. Isn't Adam he? Jones is captain his side as well, haven't they? Yeah. He, he would have captain club sides yeah. over the years. Uh, Lydia's captain the Osprey. Oh, he's on not the side, yeah. Tipperick captain, Warburton captain, Toby captain. Yeah. Phillips must have captained at some point. Bigger has. Yeah. Jamie Roberts has. Yeah. John, John, John Davis Fox, has. Yeah. yeah, he has. Amazing. Liam hasn't, has he? I'm not sure. But, I mean, look at that side full of leaders. 
And I think that in part is, is you know, is, is yeah. why Wales have been so successful during this decade. A great decade. Look, final point then, Dan. If we're sat here as uh, as blokes in our mid forties in ten years' time, how will we be looking back at this next decade? Will we be? Will we have had one coach in Wayne Pivak during that whole time? Will we have had the same level of success? Oh, just to bring it down a bit. I think we'll be looking back at this time and it'll be really fond memories, won't it, of a, a wonderful period of Welsh rugby. Mm. We're going to ent- we're entering a bit of a, a period, of, we're going to, it's going to think we're going to be entering a period of flux, really. Mm. Maybe that's to be expected as well because we've had so much consistency with all the coaching staff for 10 years. There is an air of an optimism and excitement though around the place, isn't there? I think so. But I think with that's going to come some going to come some losses, but just hopefully not too many. Well, it's been a hell of a it's been a hell of a 10 years and uh even if the next 10 don't bring as much success, we'll uh, we'll always have these 10 to look back on and that feels like a good time to have a to have a good new year drink. Cheers, Dan. Cheers, Jay. Podcast Network.